Welcome everybody to our first episode of Walking the Line. My name is Tony and I'm Sam. And today, uh, Sam, why don't you tell them a little bit even about what this podcast is about? Shoot. Okay. So this podcast um, was kind of uh, just a spontaneous idea, right? We just kept having conversations and after every single one, we were like, dude, we should have recorded that, right? That would have been insightful for other people to listen to. But ultimately, I think um, the way that this sort of came about is is uh, Tony and I were having a conversation one day about um, just sort of the, the interesting elements of the Christian walk, right? Yeah. And how um, we find ourselves so often in tension and paradox and these different things and how, um, you know, as Christians, like not only is, you know, yes, you know, the standard of morality that we're supposed to live up to, is it particularly high? Um, but even in just the way that we are supposed to carry ourselves and in terms of the character that we are supposed to hold, um, it's incredibly complicated and it's it's very difficult right like we have to be um forgiving right um, but at the same time hating the things that god hates right um or or loving and yet at the same time um righteously angry right if something is if there is injustice or something like that and so we we were kind of meditating and talking about how there are so many of these seemingly paradoxical and and um these paradoxical truths and characteristics that we're supposed to uh, live up to. And yet, um, you know, they, they seem to be almost like intention. And so yeah. ultimately we were kind of talking about how w- living like a Christian sometimes feel like, feels like walking a very thin fishing line, right? Yeah. It's like a tightrope, but instead of a tightrope, it's a fishing line because that line in between, right? Like it's so easy to sway one way or the other, right? Like, oh, God is judgment, right? And we need to condemn and call out and, and you know, um, be very judgment oriented or, or maybe, you know, the flip side of that is like, oh, God is all love and there's forgiveness and grace and, you know, there is no harshness towards sin. Um, and I mean, those are just examples, but that's kind of why we felt like, you know, walking this Christian walk is, is it, it can feel very tense almost at times, right? Um, I mean, you know, Jesus does say like, my burden is easy, you know, my, my yoke is light. Oh but, man, we know that. Yeah. Is, doesn't, that, doesn't, doesn't even register, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not easy register. for sure. Yeah. So it feels a little tense at times, right? We look at things and we're like, Oh shoot, you know, we have to find we have to be we have to find that like that sweet spot in the middle. And, yeah, yeah. And, and staying on that and walking on that can be so difficult. Um, because it's so easy for us to, you know, out of convenience or out of whatever, uh, to sway to one side or the other and to to totally fall into uh, you know, one way of thinking, uh, and then maybe even swing back the other way because, you know, that you have some sort of reaction to that and then swing far the other way. And so it's really difficult to be in the middle. Yeah, right? for sure. Right. But ultimately Jesus was like somehow perfectly in the middle, right? You know, perfectly loving, perfectly just, right? Perfectly forgiving, perfectly understanding, perfectly everything. And so seemingly in the middle of everything, right? Getting it just right. Um, and we're definitely not Jesus, but um, in seeking to be like him, ultimately, you know, we are trying to be like that. And that's, that's difficult. And so we were kind of hoping that, you know, our conversations, uh, could for, you know, maybe just a select few people, um, shed some light on, um, 
some of these more um, intricate parts of the Christian faith that we uh, like to either overlook or um, oftentimes don't have the time to really ponder on because it's difficult, right? Um, introspection and um, character development and all of these things are difficult. And um, trying to do it alone is even more difficult. And so, you know, hopefully this can offer some semblance of uh, confidence or uh, assurance to other people who are maybe, you know, wrestling with or dealing with similar things. And so, yeah. You know what I, I just thought about right now, even as you're talking? Yeah. I love how like God brought me and you to do this more than anything, because when I think about you um, and you know, no, no shade, no nothing, bro. I think of like, you know, you're a reformed guy. You, you, you that's what we, you got the big Bible energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you, you talk about like, man, you know, you, you know what John Piper said. And you know, I, I read an RC Sproul study Bible. You're like more on that. Oh, you've come from that background. Yeah. And I, when I was in college, I was like circuit riders. I was like, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a whammer, like, and nothing against those, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. those circles, but I love how like God even brought like mm. two kind of extremes. And like, now that we're kind of coming into the middle, mm. it's like even a balancing in that as well, because right. yeah, man, it's, it's just, I just thought of that right now as you were talking. Yeah. Like even, even, and I, I hope, I mean, I would think that that's probably intentional, right? Like not only are we able to maybe shed some light on both perspectives there, but like, uh, ultimately, like the conversations that we have, we are hoping that they would be balanced, right? Yeah. Like that they they would be in and of themselves walking the line, right down the middle. And Come on, um, somebody. yeah, 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 Come just on. really like you know Come shedding on. some on. some light on. on these different perspectives. <laughs> yeah. People be like thinking about this and like you know contemplating and yeah, contemplation. Yeah, is the key, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, dude, I mean, we'll, we're going to just jump right in and then we'll just see where the conversation goes. Oh, yeah. But today we wanted to talk a little bit about the Disneyfication of our faith. Cause mm, you know, who yeah. doesn't, who doesn't love Disney? I love Disney. Yeah. You love Disney. We all grew up with Disney, but, um, we talked about this a little in front of Starbucks for like an hour and a half oh, about yeah. like how we feel as if our generation has kind of assumed that the will mm. of God would look perfect or would look yeah. a certain way. We'd feel good. Oh yeah. Uh, there'd be no struggle. There'd be no mm. doubt. And oh, maybe you have a little doubt, but it's going to get answered in a prayer meeting. Like oh, yeah. the guy, the, the pastor is going to call you up. Like if you're struggling with doubt, you're going to be set free and you're never going to struggle with mm. it again. But yeah, I mean, that's so far from the truth, at least in what yeah. I've experienced in my life. Um, I mean, personally for me, I, I've, I thought that this, like my life would look a certain way following God would look a certain way, Yeah. but it hasn't turned that way at all. Yeah. Um, especially in this current season, uh, I wanted to, you know, podcast is not really too much if you don't make it a little personal, you know, so yeah, yeah, I got yeah. permission as well. Uh, from my girlfriend, just to make sure that everything's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, personally for me, I think the 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 way that I've seen this kind of unfold in my life is in this current season. Yeah. Um, I really, uh, I felt like, oh man, it's 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 scary to be vulnerable. Oh my gosh, like I'm like 
I'm like, my hands are getting clammy. I'm like, yeah, do I yeah. really want to go there in front of people <laughs> that will like, don't give a rip about me? Like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's give some context, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. what do we, what do we mean by like the Disneyfication of like faith when we, when we talk about those things, like, mm, mm. right? Like, what is it? Um, I mean, I think a lot of it comes from just like our American culture, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, where we have this expectation. I mean, the American dream in and of itself, that's such a Disney concept, right? It was, right? it's an American company. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, for it's sure. coming from our yeah. Western thinking. Like it's very, it's very like, you know, um, idyllic and fairy tale like where we think, yeah. you know, we can just paint this perfect narrative of in our lives, in our lives, right? Or God is somehow going to do that for us, right? Where we, you know, have this beautiful rags to riches story of just like, oh, you know, grew up poor. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah. the American dream is, right? And then I work so hard ooh, and, yeah, then, yeah. you know, I made so much money and I live a happy ooh, life ooh, ooh, and ooh. I retired at 45 and, oh you know, you know, my life is so easy now and I just get to enjoy and there's no hardship after that. Right. It's almost like we want to, it's almost like we want a sped up version of like, um, what ultimately biblical walking looks like. Cause I mean, if you think about it, like our trajectory as Christians, right? Like, yes, we lead a life of suffering and things like that, you know, in the present time, but ultimately for eternity, we get to, you know, live apart from suffering and all of that. But we almost want to speed that up, right? We want to press yeah. fast forward. And yeah. it just makes me think like, you know, a little bit about our American culture. Like we're, we're like a, an Amazon rush order culture, right? You know, yeah. like we have an issue, like my computer's not working. All right, I'm gonna just hit up Amazon, order the right part and comes in in two days and I just fix it myself. It's a quick fix. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we're so used to like, cause you were sharing, right? Like we expect like every time we have an issue, like the pastor's just going to magically call it out and be like, oh, I'm going to set you free in the name of Jesus right now. You're going to you know? get zapped away from your problems. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're so used to that, right? We want this like instantaneous quick fix. Like I don't have to wait around for it. I don't want to be inconvenienced or uncomfortable. And I just want things to work out here and now. And it's, you know, nice and cookie cutter. And I just, I just like it that way. Cause it's comfortable. Yeah. You know what I've noticed too, is that and this is just a side tangent. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. might side tangent a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when we try and take like other people's testimonies, other mm. uh, like basically it's their it's their moment with God. We don't yeah. know how much struggle they had to go through to, mm. to get to that moment. But yeah. it's like an Instagram snapshot. Like yeah. I see that moment of faith uh, and yeah. you know what? I'm going to take the best moment of that and apply it to my life. And you, we, we base our faith or base where we're at in our faith on these mountaintop moments that people have mm. had in their lives yeah. and they're sharing it or it's a testimony, but yeah. we don't really know the suffering uh, that went into mm. that moment. So like, I don't, I'm just thinking even to myself, like how many times I've tried to gather like the data on how my story will turn out mm. based on other people's testimonies, you know, like, wow, yeah. or like you try to like, okay, yeah. because okay, then this is going to happen because this is going to happen. And, oh, okay, I see the will of God. We and we try started, to decide like, that's the way that God does it. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Right? That's the way exactly. that God does it. I, I just need to fall in line with that and then everything will work out the way that I want it to or yeah. I expect it to. Ooh, using God wow. to get what you actually want from God. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That just made me think too, like even as you were sharing that, like, like when we talk about this Disney, like Disney in and of itself, like, yeah, I mean, we have like a typical like narrative arc, right? There's maybe some sort of problem. Um, but Disney never really gets ugly, right? Ooh, okay, right? okay. Like Disney yeah. never really gets ugly. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be some like 
conflict or something like that. But it's very, even in that, I mean, they're yeah. maybe singing about it, you know, during the conflict, right? Like, yeah. you know, like in The Lion King, Scar has a song for himself as he's, you know, like... Dying. Is he dying in the- well, no, I, I, I mean, as he takes like the throne, right, oh, okay, or something gotcha. like that, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very like, yeah. like, we had this musical idea of it where it's just like, oh, you know, it, it's very um, pretty, almost, <laughs> the conflict. And like, Ooh, okay. you're talking about like, oh, Insta- con- okay, we yeah, there. okay. Like, even like, you're talking about Instagram snapshots, but like, it made me even think about like, our concept of beauty is so different from God's, right? Ooh, right? Dude, are we going there right Yeah, yeah no, because let's think yes, about sir. it for a second. I mean, like, Instagram in and of itself, it's like this highlight reel, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, we, we capture all the best moments. And in the midst of that, we're clipping away and getting rid of, like, we want to, like, it's like, you know, like when you, you know, make cookies or something like that, you're like cutting out the shapes and like, you just get rid of the scraps right and so like that's what we like to do you know we like to cut it out out of that and then just like throw away the scraps and say like oh those are ugly nobody wants to see that you know that's 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 beside me right that's beneath me um but that's not how god works at all right like again we were gonna kind of get into this later but i can touch on it now like even in like biblical narratives like oh my goodness like talk about ugly right like yeah. we get the ugly details, but ultimately it's like, you know, I've heard that one time, like God uses, you know, uh, crooked, whatever to whatever. write straight lines. Uh, I don't remember whatever. what it was. Cro- yeah. The cro- crooked pencils, crooked pencils <laughs> to write straight lines or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Right. Right. Like, but the idea is, is like, he's using like these kind of like ugly, even like gruesome details. I mean, talk about, we just had good Friday yesterday. Right. Yeah. Like talk about the death on the cross. Like I mean, that's not pretty or idyllic or, or, or Disney by any stretch of the definition, right? But ultimately, like, it's, it's those kind of ugly details that God uses to paint a much more beautiful narrative than we could ever construct with cartoons and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. from a Disney perspective. But in that American, like, kind of Disney-fied atmosphere that we're in, right, yeah, yeah. we look at all the ugly details and yeah. those become taboo. Yeah, yeah. Right? And those become the things that we want to sweep away and say, oh, that doesn't really fit in with high society, right? That doesn't really fit in with sophistication and the things that we want for ourselves. And so we cut away all the details that, and we want to get rid of them and minimize them to, you know, like the greatest extent possible. Um, but ultimately it's those details that, that God is using to really paint like a very, um, a far more beautiful story than we can ever think of ourselves. And so it was just making me think like, you know, we're surrounded by a culture that is so Disney, right? And that's kind of what we're hitting on today, right? Like the culture that we're in wants to get rid of the ugly, wants to minimize the suffering. Now, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But like they're wanting to curb anything that's even, that, that seems uncomfortable, right? Um, That seems like it, it's, it's, uh, you know, not, sunshine and rainbows and stuff and like we want it we want to cut those things away and, and kind of cut the fat almost right um and whittle it down to this like perfect version of life or or relationship or whatever and we want to boil it down to just those nice moments yeah. and then hold on to those right um but even what we're talking about today is like 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 that's not really how it works right if we look at it even the way that god paints his story throughout the bible right um he's not concerned with cutting away the ugly details he's not scared of those right like we find ourselves scared of the ugly details and the things that don't seem as presentable but god isn't concerned with what's presentable or not he's concerned with painting his story dude you know what even hit me right now is as you're as you were talking about like these instagram snapchat reels yeah like 
and even as we're our culture is so Disney, I think even mm. um in our current cultural context, you know, yeah. where we go to church, there's yeah. such a love for Disney yeah. in so many people. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we're like, in Southern California, yeah, right? I, I mean, yeah, personally, like, I want a Disneyland pass, but like, I can yeah. never excuse myself for doing that. Yeah. But regardless of that, like, I realized a Disney movie, it's like an hour, 30 minutes, two hours tops. Yeah. Like, and struggle, conflict, resolution mm. is all compacted in two hours. It's like, mm. oh, it's like, enough, it's bite-sized enough. The conflict yeah. is bite-sized enough where it doesn't overwhelm you. And it's like, okay, the resolution was done. Yes, it took a little bit, maybe like 45 minutes, but I was like, oh man, it got solved by the end. Mm. And I think we've mm. been catered to have, to think that God will give us bite-sized portions of suffering. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's like, oh God, there'll be a resolution soon, right? Yeah. And I think... Like you go through, you know, people say, I'm going through a season. It's like, yeah. it's like maybe a month, two months, <laughs> three months. Yeah. But like the more that I think about it as well, like some of my, you know, even some of my mentors and people have been going through mo like seasons of depression and that's been like years or they've yeah. been like clinically diagnosed. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder even for myself, if I expect suffering to be like a six month season. In my life. Yeah. Wow. That's so true. Yeah. And it makes me like that's and, and those are the kind of stories, right? Like the people who are going through year long stints of depression or something like that. Like we don't want to talk about those. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait, like you God didn't heal you like if once you did a 40 day fast, like yeah. whoa, like, that like you, that's not testimony worthy. Yeah, like if, yeah. we're, if we're doing testimony sharing time, yeah, you're not going up. Yeah, bro. don't 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 go up and talk about how you're still struggling. Cause yeah. that's that's not faith. It's not encouraging. Yeah, to other ooh, people. Like, come on, come on somebody. Bro. Yeah. Like everyone wants to just hear those like nice stories of where people got it resolved quick and they're like, Oh yeah, yes, Lord. Yeah. I declare that over myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want that to come quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, you know, we're we man, I mean like we we want to minimize. I mean, even like when you know Peter and Paul are talking about suffering in in the New Testament. I mean, I, I believe it's Peter, right, where yeah. he says like, "Rejoice in suffering, expect it." Right? Yeah. Like it's it's what we're called to. Yeah. And and yet, like in the midst of it, we're so quick to like reduce it and be like, you know, uh, or if someone is really going through it, um, they just need to sort that out with God, right, 100%. or something like that. You know, like. God needs to help them and deliver them, um, you know, and they need to do it. If it's not happening quick, then they're living in sin or, you know, something like that. Right. But it's like I'm doing something wrong if yeah. God's not fixing it right now. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge attitude for oh sure that goodness. a lot of people have. Yeah. Like, God, what am I doing wrong if I'm going through a season of suffering? Mm. How do I get out of this or mm. how do I repent or is there something I could fix in my life that's idolatry yeah. that is making, because if I'm not happy, then there's something wrong with yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I think so much of that is just because like, again, this Disney attitude of like, suffering is not the normal. Oh, right. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we don't think of it as a normative thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like suffering. No, that's abnormal, right? Like if you're suffering, like oh shoot, like something's going wrong, right? Like you need to, you need to get help. <laughs> you know, you need yeah. to do something. But it's like, wait a second. I thought everyone should be suffering, right? Like yeah. everyone is going through some sort of suffering, right? This is not the abnormal. But because we are minimizing all of these details, people look around at us and they look at the Instagram lifestyles and all of these different things, and they're like, oh my goodness, suffering's not the normal. And so when they self reflect and see like my life is difficult and I'm suffering. Yeah. 
I'm weird ooh, or I'm, ooh, something's ooh. not right. Can I stop you and just bring in something that yeah. might get us a little inflamed a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about inner healing. Oh, and shoot. Like, oh, uh, shoot. Okay. And that area, like, okay. I think there is, oh, man, I totally didn't expect to go into this. So this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like off the top of the no, dome good, right here. Um, I, I feel like, man, I might get, yeah, I might get some backlash on this one. <laughs> but you know, inner healing, I love inner healing. I've experienced inner healing too. But do you think with inner healing, there is an attitude of we shouldn't be suffering as human beings? Like, or there's an attitude of, mm. I know there's an attitude of God, Jesus does heal us. Yeah. But sometimes I think the f- too much of a focus on inner healing yeah. kind of stems from this unrealistic expectation yeah. that on this side of eternity, we should be whole or we should be okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we want to resolve all of the suffering. Like that almost becomes a fixation. I agree, right? Like absolutely God is a healer, right? I was even thinking about that. I've been reading through the, through the gospels a lot recently. And like, I've been really trying to like look at those and, and try to understand for myself, like just by looking at it, not what other people tell me, not what other things I've heard or listened to, but really like if I just read the biblical narrative, like mm-hmm. what is Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I, I've seen time and time again as I've gone through is he is a healer. Yeah. Right. Like that's emphatically clear. Right. I mean, he is healing left and right and doing all these things. Um, And he has a genuine desire to heal. Right. That's not an obligation. There's so many times where, you know, (laughs) nobody's forcing Jesus to heal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when a man with leprosy comes up to him, like he feels compassion. Right. And he has a desire to heal. So, you know, absolutely. Like God is a healer and he is like wanting to heal. But yeah, I totally agree. I think sometimes, I mean, I, I, felt that in my own life before too. I mean, we talked about this before when we talked about this fixation about what it means to be a man of God, yeah. right? And like, that's almost like, again, a Disney picture of like, just this guy who's got it all together and dude, you know, yes, he walks yes. around and everyone's like, man, I love that guy, right? <gasps> what a solid man. Dude, yeah, dude. that guy's freaking solid, yeah. yeah and then yeah. We were like, oh, like that's what it means to be a man of God. And like, you look at that kind of a person, you think of that kind of person and it's like, oh no, they've got it all figured out. Like God healed them. You know, maybe yeah. they had some childhood trauma, but like, God fixed that and they're yeah. good now, right? And now he's basically just Jesus walking around and he's got it all together. Yeah, and yeah. He's able Everybody to, thinks well of him. Yeah, yeah, smiles, you know, going like this to people and that <laughs> sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. And so I feel like, again, when we, we, we almost use that as like the, the, the destination, yeah. Right. And we're like, we get so fixated on that. Right. Like wow. that's what it looks like. We look at people around us who maybe have a certain issue resolved or maybe have many issues resolved. Right. And we look at that and we're like, that's the goal. Right. But it's not right. We look at like people around us who, who have maybe had those kinds of healing experiences have been really healed. And we look at that and we're like, wow, like that's what I want. And we want the healing more than Jesus. Ooh, you right? want the healing and not the healer. Right, right, Ooh, right. come on somebody. And, and even, even when Jesus was actually working his ministry on earth, like that's what everyone else wanted, right? They didn't want Jesus. They wanted what can you do for me? Yeah, exactly. Right? Can you mm-hmm. heal me of my leprosy? Can you heal? But even, I mean, I remember I was listening to a message talking about this specific work of Jesus, but like he wasn't just meeting the physical needs of people. He was meeting all the other needs that they didn't realize they have. Yeah. And we get so focused on the physical needs of like, oh, I'm, or even just emotional, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm lacking in this way. And, and yeah, we get so fixated on like, like Jesus, can you fix it? Like, and that becomes the goal, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, and we, we, because our idea of what that looks like. Um, and so uh, we, like we, we get fi- fixated on that. Yeah. And then um, in the midst of that, I think we, we, we lose sight a little bit of like 
what we're really living for. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It just, the side thing, it just reminded me, I remember I listened to uh, another message actually talking about the story of Joseph. And one of the things that he says in the book of Exodus, when he's like, kind of spoke on like the way he names his sons actually, right? Because he's given a wife um, oh, dude, by yeah. Pharaoh, right? Some of those sons. Manasseh sons. and Ephraim, yeah. right? Those are his son's names. And like, um, uh, I, I remember even like uh, Manasseh, right? Like basically the meaning of that name is I let that go, right? And um and, and Joseph kind of explains like like the reason behind those names. I mean, those are Hebrew names, but he's in a pagan nation, right? And part of the reason that um, he names his his children in that way and says the things that he does, and one of the things I remember, he sees, you know, he, he says, you know, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction, mm-hmm. and and the focus of that message and what really kind of like just like wowed me is like this is the land of our affliction. Like we forget that. Like the, the world, this the world, side of eternity. Right. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is the land of our affliction, but we want to make it our home. Right? Y'all y'all hear that? Y'all like, hear that? Like we like we're like we we're supposed to understand that like this isn't the home. Like this isn't the end goal. Retirement isn't the end goal. Sure, Irvine's not my goal, bro. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. Come on, somebody. Big, big family with like lots of grandkids. Like that's not the end goal. Like those are things that we can absolutely, those are gifts from God. Those are things that we enjoy. But ultimately all of those things we're receiving in the land of our affliction. Yeah, for sure. Right, for like sure, for this sure. is really the land of our affliction. And when we forget that, and when we think of this as home, then all of that stuff starts to really get us down. Yeah. Because we're like, this is what I'm holding on to. But when we realize, hey, this isn't our home, like I'll be freed from the land of my affliction yeah. for eternity. Yeah. Then the fixation is not so much on let me make, right? I remember this reminds me of something that my my dad likes to say sometimes, like when, um, like, like when referring to, I, I guess, like materialistic tendencies, like yeah. he tries not to be. Yeah. And one of the things I remember, it's like, it's almost like we forget that it's almost like we're, um, we're like booking a hotel room. Like in this sense, like this is what it is. It's like a tent, right? This is a temporary dwelling. And yet we want to hang paintings on the wall and That'd make it so look weird. all nice. If you like, you check right. into a hotel and you're like, hey, um, yeah, you start bringing in your personal furniture yeah. Yeah. and you, you start setting up home. Yeah. People be like, are you what are you stupid? doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is not going to pay out for you, bro. But all, but that's almost like what we're doing. Mm. Like when we get so fixated on just getting all the right things in this life, mm. right? Then it's like that's what we're doing, basically, right? Um, and it can be good things, right? Like a relationship, a family, right? A career. None of those are inherently bad. But when we make that the fixation, right? It's like we're forgetting. Hey, this is not our home. This is yeah. the land of our affliction. And when we look at it that way, then suffering isn't a surprise. Yeah. And it isn't abnormal and it doesn't make you weird. It doesn't mean you're living in sin necessarily, right? Um, but you understand that, hey, wait, like, yeah. And it's even making me think right now, like maybe that's sort of the dark side of Disney is it's making us think that this is our home. Mm, that this should be our home. Yeah. And for Christians, we're called to live differently, but it's yeah. it's weird when, or it, I think it brings confusion in the life of a Christian when they try to live like the world, but try to walk with Christ. Yes. It just, it just doesn't mix oil and water. Yeah. You know, we talk about the spirit and the flesh. Yeah. And essentially, if we want to talk about the flesh, the fleshly attitude is to think that suffering is bad, to think that this is our home. And the spirit chooses, walking in the spirit chooses to see suffering with a particular kind of lens. Mm. 
that there's inherent godliness. There's godly mm-hmm. value to suffering. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. I just before we wrap things up because I just I don't want to do a one hour podcast. I mean, unless you want to. Um, I mean, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. David, how, how do you know how long we've been recording? Thirty minutes. 30 okay. Minutes. Wow. Uh, okay. It's already been thirty minutes. Well, I wanted to. Well, I want to touch back a little bit on what I said in, in the beginning, and I yeah. would want you to share also with yeah. whoever's listening, like an example where you thought, like, like God's really removing this Disneyfication of, of the mm. faith off my life. Yeah. Um. And one particular area for me is like, right now, as I'm currently in a relationship. Uh, for 27 years, I've been single pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really know what a relationship was about um, and how much, like, you know, as a single, you kind of see a relationship as the promised land. Like you, yeah. you kind of like, if if only I can get there, I'll be, I'll be, I know I'm in the will of God. Things yeah. will be better for me. Yeah. But soon realizing as I've crossed the Jordan River, quote unquote, yeah. uh, with relative difficult circumstances, I've realized like how much God is teaching me uh, about how I've idolized relationship and mm. even marriage yeah. uh, in my relationship yeah. uh, with my girlfriend. It's been really such a blessing. At the same time, has God's been even challenging me in my relationship to, to give up the idol of marriage and to yeah. really let him be the one leading the relationship rather, rather than my ideals or whether I, where I think I should be. Mm. So for me personally, like I've seen um, this, how I viewed a relationship, um, a godly relationship, but like this Disney lens, it mm. should look like that. Yeah. It should seem like that. And the way certain things have happened in my relationship, it is not that. And because yeah. of that, I thought, God, is this your will? Is this not your will? Yeah. And that became the focus of my life is making mm. sure that I'm in the right with God because there was suffering in my life. Mm. Not understanding that God could very much be working through the suffering. Yeah. So for me personally, that's an area of my life where I'm really seeing God kind of pull back this mm. lens in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think too, like, I mean, again, going back to like the, like I'll share a little bit about, you know, my experience with that too, but it makes, it, it's making me realize too, that again, um, you know, this has been said before, but ultimately like suffering is a refining process, mm, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, again, if we're acknowledging that this is not our home, like this is a place of refining. Right? Mm, this is a place mm. where, you know, the things that, um, and again, this is like the amazing part of this is like, God does this because he's so good. Yeah. Right. Like he's pulling away those things that we fix our eyes upon, um, often with suffering. Um, and it's so that in eternity, when we fix our eyes on him, we have everything. Yeah. Right. And it, it made me think, cause I think probably the biggest thing that I can think about where I had a Disney expectation and it didn't really go as planned was with, was with my career. And I remember like when I was in high school, um, I mean, I'd worked pretty hard. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm not coming in here to boast or anything like that, but I was, I was definitely in the top, probably 2% of my class. Um, I was, um, you know, very much in a position academically, um, to excel, yeah. uh, especially going, heading into my undergraduate years and stuff like that. Um, and my expectation was honestly like, and I remember thinking about it at the time too, like, cause my dream school was Princeton. Right. Yeah. And so 
like, you know, classic, like, you know, God, if you let me into Princeton, like, I'll be so faithful, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you know, you have all these expectations that yeah. like, like, as long as you, ha you're thinking the right way about it, right? As long as you feel like you have the right motives or something like that, um, whether or not that's the case, right? As long as you think about that, that God is just going to open the door and make your life amazing, right? Yeah. And give you exactly what you wanted, right? And and for me, it was the complete opposite, right? Yeah. Like my 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 dream was Ivy League, and I ended up at community college. Come on, somebody. Right, right. I yeah. mean, like I I you would have asked me like my junior year, sophomore year of high school. Hey, where do you think you're going to be for college? Um, not even I, I wouldn't even think of answering community college. Like yeah. that's not even on my radar. Right. Ooh. Not even on my radar. You think it's it's this whole idea of the unexpected, like yeah. that kind of messes with your idea of what your life should look like when you follow the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember even when like um I started to get rejections mm. and ultimately not get into anywhere really that I wanted, um, um, and not being able to attend, right? Like I I don't think I ever really internalized it, but I really I realized like my reaction to that was 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 disappointment, but it was almost like um I knew it, God, like you're disappointed with me. Mm. Right? It's like I knew it, like I, I didn't do something right. I knew mm. it, my mindset wasn't mm. in the right place. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. And so like and again, there's this like self absorption to it, right? Where yeah. it's like it's all about me, like I just gosh, I didn't do it right. And, you know, this is my fault and, you know, and this and that. But ultimately, like that whole process, like, I mean, it was so necessary, right? Like this was, this was something that I never would have guessed. I never would have dreamt about, never would have thought of, right? Yeah. But it was so necessary because my idol was prestige. Yeah. You know, my idol was the opinions of man, right? Like I, I wanted to live up to basically what I had been told my whole life, which is, you know, you're the smart kid, right? Like yeah. you got to do something with that. And so, you know, I equated that to attending a top school and, 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 and going there and, 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 and living in that way. Right. But ultimately it was, it was suffering and it was rejection and it was confusion. And it was these things that drove me to let go of that. And to say like, oh, wait a second, like that wasn't, um, that's not healthy, right? Yeah. And, and instead of fixating my eyes and my attention and my my heart, honestly, on those things, yeah. um, it was only when that was all taken away and, and forcefully so, I mean, yeah. I didn't really have control over that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like forcefully so, um, that God really was able to reveal himself. Dude, right? that is so powerful. Yeah. When you think about how... Oh, basically, let's say, Sam, like you, you got into the colleges of your dreams. You yeah. Said, like that would be, I guess, the fulfillment of this Disney faith. Like God, yes. like, you know, you. Yeah. But what that would form in your heart would actually be the opposite of true saving faith. Right. Where Pride. your faith is now in circumstances working out mm. rather than God himself. Right. Um, and I just think about that. I think about how faithful God is and not giving us what we want when we want it. Like right. that, when we want it and how we want it. Mm. It's, it, he's so faithful in that. Um, and just drawing back even my own experiences with my relation. I love mm. that we're talking about relationship and careers. Yeah. Probably two of the biggest idols, idols that we, that people probably listening have. Yeah. When I think about my relationship and how it happened, because man, the, you know, the community wasn't really on board and I had to experience a lot of lashback. Yeah. In a sense, it was not the way that I wanted it. 
not the timing that I wanted it and not how I expected it. Right. And it was all of those three factors that made me realize, oh my gosh, this was such a big idol in my life. Yeah. And like, as I'm walking in relationship with my girlfriend, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, like how much more was an idol of marriage in my life? Like, yeah. and continually surrendering that before the Lord. And that's something me and my girlfriend always talk about mm. is like every day we're giving each other up unto the Lord. Mm. And like, that's just, I just think it's so funny that God works and not the way we want him to work, not how we want him to work and not in the timing that we want him to work, but it's through those ways that he builds genuine faith. Yeah, and we learn not to cling on to the circumstance, but onto God, Yeah, right, himself, right? Because if everything goes exactly how we expect it, then we start to hold on to that. Yeah, And we start to say like, that's our expectation, that's our hope and everything rests on those things. But ultimately when um, those things are taken away or it doesn't go exactly as we would have wanted or as we would have hoped or expected or anything like that, it's it's only in those places that we're able to turn to God and say, I can't do it myself or I can't reason this through. Um, I can only say, I trust you. Right. Oh, that's hard. Bro. Yeah. That it's is really difficult. Actually so tough. And that's the uncomfortable part that we want to minimize. Right. Um, and that's the whole, that's, that's why ultimately I feel like when we even talked about speaking on this, like people have so many destructive and, and, and backwards, like expectations for how God is going to move in their life. And think about how many times that's driven people to despair. Cause they're like, oh, God didn't fulfill the expectation yeah. that I thought he would. Yeah. Because of that, God, I don't know if I can even come close to you because I'm in such emotional despair. Right, right, right. But honestly, again, like as much as those those experiences are uncomfortable and stuff like that, like that's really what God uses to purge those, I mean, ultimately like idols from our lives, right? And when we think about um, when we rest our happiness and our contentment on those things. And then God starts to shake it by not doing it the way that we wanted, right? By giving it at a different time than we would have hoped. Um, then that shakes those things. And we start to see, wow, I was placing my contentment, my joy, my standard for, for my quality of life, right? Rested upon that. And then only in that is God able to pull away idols, Dude, this right? this is so good. Dude, Sam, I think specifically, I'm just going to proclaim this in faith over yeah. this, over just me and you as we're doing this podcast, dude, I think we're going to, we're going to really see even in our own lives, like mm. a lot of purging in a sense. Yeah. And I think me and you wow. later in life, man, I just feel this sense, like, like you're going to speak a lot in career, like over people in their careers and that mm. path. And I'll be speaking a lot to people about relationships and mm. that just because I really do feel God purging us in these areas of our lives. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt that sense of faith just come over me. So that's just eternalized on the podcast. Right, David? Oh, wow. Yeah. Written in stone. Come on. Shoot. Come on. How, how many, how many minutes are we at now? 40. Wow. Sheesh. Okay. Is there anything, Sam, that you want to talk about before like we, we wrap up here? I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think the one thing that, um, I was hoping to just kind of get across and hopefully if there's, I mean, out of all the conversation we've had, right. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about a lot of different things. Um, I'm, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm hoping if people are like, like, wow, they said a lot of things, but I remember this one thing, yeah. right? Like if, if, if there's one thing that that could be, um, I just kind of wanted to just like bring it back to again, like, like, like let's, let's honestly, like if there's some kind of takeaway from this discussion, it's like, let's consciously evaluate like 
what are our expectations for God, right? Mm, um, mm, mm, like, mm, mm, is our is our, our that's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool ad lib right there but honestly it's like like what are our expectations yeah, yeah. right because i'm sure like i mean i can I, I can honestly even think of some like in my own life right now as even as we're having this discussion but like there's a part of um my like i don't know if i want to call it contentment or something like that something that's resting uh, you know or i'm resting my contentment or some sort of like um end all be all i'm resting it on something that's not god Right, yep, right, and I'm saying, I'm saying, like, hey, man, like, uh, I just know this is gonna work out, and when it does, and you know, whatever, like, whatever it may be, right, false confidence, or even just your attention is so fixed on something, right, yeah. because you're so caught up in like, I need you to move this way, God, right, I need this to happen, or, or I know, or I want you to move this way, and we focus so much of our attention on that, like, ultimately, like, we have to step back for a second and just really ask ourselves, like, like are you getting that from God or is that just you projecting your desires and wants mm. onto God and saying, this is how I want you to act and want you to move. Um, do this for me. Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure everyone has experienced that or is currently experiencing that, you know, to some extent. And so, yeah, honestly, I think like really just, as we as we wrap this up and as we you know bring this conversation to a close like how how are you like the listener right like how are you um maybe projecting some unrealistic expectations on god yeah right and how would those unrealistic expectations how is that maybe even forming the way you feel about god mm. like and you feel about church you feel about faith because yeah. Faith became something to supply your own need rather than lead you to the Lord. I think that's yeah. that's a good point. Is like, how are you doing? What are some unrealistic expectations that you have on God? And actually, how is that affecting your relationship with God and with the yeah. people of God? Yeah. That's powerful, wow. bro. And honestly, like just kind of like closing comment, like it just reminded me right there of what we've been reading the past couple of weeks or so in Job. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wanted to kind of yeah. shield that from it's the microphone. So my bad. Just, I'm going to expose no, you. That's a George's good, burp right there. Oh, like it was, breakfast dude. burrito. I'm smelling it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's gross. Anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even as you've been reading through Job a little bit, I feel like that's such a, that's such a slap in the face of Disney faith. Oh, the book of Job. The, yeah, it's the biggest slap. biggest slap yeah. in the face, right? Like, ain't no one with some Disney faith can read that book and be like, yeah. You know, like about Job, yeah. yeah. But even in that, like, it just, I'm just reminded that even though Job spends what thirty something chapters, you know, back going back and forth with his friends about this and that, yeah. like ultimately the resolution, the answer to all of that is God's presence. He doesn't answer the question, yeah. right? Job is asking, "Why am I suffering? Why am I dealing with these things? Why am I?" You know, I my hands are clean. I'm innocent, right? Yeah. Like, let me make my case before God, but. God doesn't answer that. He just comes down and gives him his presence and, you know, asks him, were you there, you know, yeah. when I laid the foundations of the earth or whatever. And so, um, yeah, it's like the answer is the presence. It's not the healing. It's not the immediate answer that you're looking for, or the resolution to whatever issue or question you may have, but it's it's the presence, right? The healer, not the healing. Yeah. Come yeah. on, somebody. Dang. Well, that's that's it for our first episode. Um, I don't know if we'll have more episodes, but I hope that we will. I think 
we don't want to we don't want to think of topics just for the sake of but when they come they come so yeah. thanks for listening y'all uh we'll see you in the future catch you in the next one bye